0: Hey, let's have an honest talk about 2020 and a way to plan for 2021, even when things aren't so certain. You're listening to Inbox Festies, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff her Now let's get to it. Welcome back to my inbox, besties, besties. Kate Doster of katedoster.com. A happy Hanukkah. It already passed. Like, let's just be real here. In a couple of days, it's going to be Christmas. So Merry Christmas to y'all, if that's what you celebrate. Kwanzaa's coming up. All of that fun news. So I realized that a lot of entrepreneurs tend to slow down this time this time of year, it makes me want to dream and be creative. I don't have any big projects, if you will, slated out for these next two weeks. But I give myself a lot of design time, a lot of dreaming time, planning time, reflecting time. So I decided this week, since it's going to be our last episode, next week, it's going to be our most popular one of 2020. We're going to re-air it. Let's go ahead and let's reflect and plan together. So this is going to be a hybrid of a besties chat where I just tell you about things that went well this year, things that really sucked, my takeaways from 2020, and what you can actually do to really be planning for 2021. So let's actually jump into your have first and talk about how to really plan for 2021 because things were so uncertain. I mean, in 2020, wildfires, pandemic, election issues, Alex Trebek died, um, RBG died. Like there was, it was a year. It was a year. And I think one of the biggest things, and there's a million things that were really big in 2020, but for me in particular, which really brought to light some things that I kind of already knew, but like you need to see it like on the daily was really the Black Lives Matter movement. For me, that has had the biggest lasting impact on anything. And every single day, I am checking my biases and my privileges. And I always like to think that we were pretty good at being diverse, but it is making sure that we are excellent and diverse, that nobody feels tokenism, that everyone feels welcomed when it comes to kate dollstrom and y'all know me like i'm the realest real that there is but if you have a problem with the phrase black lives matter i don't want you listening to this because you're not my people like i will just straight up say this it is i know that my people are very much want to be at the forefront of like the anti-racism movement but some of them are afraid because they are so kind-hearted that they want to tackle the whole damn thing and while i enjoy that you got to start tiny, which is why we had those episodes about that, about calling out your friend when they make a joke that makes you feel uncomfortable. It is about if you were listening and learning, especially in June, I don't know why everyone else forgot for the rest of the year. But if you did it in June, go back to her Instagram account, see if she's got some affiliate links and go buy all your Christmas presents and stuff through that affiliate link. You know what I mean? that is what we are talking about. So that is just something really for 2020. It is just always reflecting on how can I be more inclusive? How can I make sure that I can check my privilege at the door? Because I am fully aware, as a white liberal female in the Northeast, I got it. And so it is my duty to just make sure that I am cognizant of everything that is going on. And really 2020, the biggest thing for me was stepping in as being a leader. I think I never wanted to be roped in as those gurus. I love being relatable. You guys know Little Guy Approved Podcast. Like, I love you little and scrappy. Like, that's my zone, right? But it really is about having to step up because there are so many people that fell because they were just awful this year. Like, let's just be real. We're not going to name names. Do not name names. That's not what we're here for. That's not what we're about, okay? What we're about right now is about planning for uncertainty in 2021. So for example, in 2020, my words were simplify and amplify. We'll talk towards the end about what my 2021 ones are. The biggest part of that amplify was me speaking on stages and going to conferences. I had six conferences, four of which I was speaking at, two of which I was going to strategically as a guest to make connections. I got to go to none of them. So... (laughs) Where I downfalled, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later on in the reflection one, is not really, I want to say aggressively, but really aggressively compensating for those lack of those personal connections that I made. Granted, we did do things like the Back to Business Bundle, we did do things like the Summit, but still... I think the amount of eggs that I was putting into that connections basket, because your girl is pretty personable. Like what you hear on the show is who I am. All those of you that think we are best friends, we are like, this is who I am. I cannot hide it. Okay, I can't. This is me. Relying on that a lot. And it could not pay off in 2020. We tried, but it definitely, we could have done more to go, I think, above and beyond to make up for those things. And instead, we kind of went inward and created some different things. And of course, I made my own problems for stuff, you know, normal person stuff. It happens. So how do you plan in uncertainty, right? Last year, I talked about your one page year where you take out a piece of paper, you divide it into 12 sections, and you put January through December, okay? And then you pick one sort of biggish thing for that month here's what we're going to do a little bit differently this year, especially because of uncertainty. What we're going to first do is look at a framework by Roland Clockwork that I really truly love. And that is ACDC method. Again, just like the band. And those stand for attract, convert, deliver and cash. Okay. So what I want you to do before because we're only planning for the next months that's it that's all we got and you're only doing like one thing a month okay it's not like oh i'm gonna do this every day and that every day no we're not micromanaging ourselves that's it i want you to look and be honest when you are looking back at your business and even some goals that you have in the back of your mind for 2021 especially things that didn't pan out this year where is your business hurting or have the bottleneck as they call it is it in that attraction Are you not getting enough leads? Do you only get leads when you do big events? Is all of your free content actually working for you or against you? Are you seeing your return on time with those things? Are you being effective? Okay, C that conversion optimization piece. Maybe you are getting a gajillion people to your website, a gajillion people to your webinar. Like you got your Facebook unlock and all this stuff, but your conversions aren't where you want them to be. You're not really making the sales. So here, not to brag, but we got the opposite problem. Your girl had a 10% launch, like, cause she, she can convert, she knows her people. It is my job and really in 2021 to attract more, to go find those ethical entrepreneurs, to not let it slip through the cracks, to really go for it hard because they need us. They do, they do, they do, and their audience needs us. And then you have delivery. So delivery are things like your operations, it is your processes for creating things. It is your delivery of any type of paid product or service that you have. And you might find that you are getting a lot of clients that you are booked out, but where your business is broken or needs improvement is in that delivery section. Do you actually need to spend time setting up that Dubsado? Do you need to productize your, your business? Are you constantly getting emails from people saying, hey, I didn't get my login information. One of the best things hands down that I did in 2020 and we started in 2019 was move over to Podia. kdosser.com forward slash Podia is my course delivery platform. It was the best decision I've ever made. The peace of mind, the reliability, how awesome they are just as a company. Hands down. Now, some people are like, You know, well, what about Member Vault? And Member Vault is cool. There is some cool gamification. I did not go with Member Vault, even though we had Mike in the show about two years ago, because I did not want to host my own video files anymore. I needed no room for error. None. Podia, has it ever been down? No. Is there some things that I could potentially change? Yeah, we've talked about those in previous episodes. Hands down, that was the best decision and just alleviated so much deliverability problems. And what I also like to put into deliverability, besides operations, besides admin, again, you kind of see where things break, is also the courses themselves, or the products themselves. One really big thing that we've been focusing on the last half of this year has really been especially looking at Love Your List, our signature course. It's a behemoth. Because your email list touches everything. And if you have something else that is touching your email list, that is rotten, it is going to spoil it. So I can't just teach you how to grow a list. I need to teach you how to talk to a list. But if you're talking to the list about a crappy product, that's not going to work. And if your sales page is awful, then that is not going to work. And if you do not deliver it in a well manner, that is not going to work. So it is a huge thing to tackle because it is so much more than just, how do you get ConvertKit to set up an autoresponder? Email marketing is tough from figuring out what freebie to create to actually getting people there, signing it up, and never mind when it comes time to send that weekly newsletter, having the nerve to go ahead and hit send. You know what shouldn't be tough? figuring out how to do all of those stuff in your email service provider, which is why I want you to check out ConvertKit. ConvertKit is the only email marketing software that was created by a pro blogger for pro bloggers, and they make it ridiculously easy to find out what your open rates are, have multiple freebies, but only send your welcome series once so you don't seem like a weirdo. And of course, guys, they come with stunning free landing pages. And guess what? As a listener of Inbox Besties, you can actually get a free 30-day trial to take a look under the hood to see how much easier it is than your current email software is. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK to claim your free 30-day trial of ConvertKit. Once again, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK and claim your 30-day free trial now. Okay. And so really what our goal has been is how do we chunk that out? How do we streamline that? How do we make it so, you know, love your list does not seem like this endless thing. It is more focused on sales than other things. So then it's looking at, you know, do we need something that's more beginner based? How do we make this flow? I mean, you can come at that particular course and have so many email problems, like you can have 500 people on your list and never email them. Email them and they don't respond. Launch and they don't work. You need to actually grow up, launch and it did work and you want better results. And all those people are coming to that course. So that is something that we are looking at really. Deliverability and attract are the two key areas that we're personally going to be looking at. Now cash is also finance. I consider legal in this. Again, you can run, you can read clockwork to go more into that sort of stuff. We don't really have that problem. Like we very rarely have a failed payment. We already have a system in place. I've got some templates that we send out. And honestly, for most people, it's usually they just change their credit card or their credit card expired and that's it. Like, I think we had to take away access like once. And then the person came back and it was we had an international billing issue. So very, very rarely do we have issues when it comes to that, but that could be an issue. Where cash flow is also an issue is looking at that profitability. Again, remember we had the six-figure launch. I spent a cool $200 on ads and like $250 on Starbucks cards. And I paid for a sales page. That's it. So like all that was mine besides our affiliate payout. So we still had a very high profitability. So that's really where that cash is. So if you're like, oh my goodness, how did I make $60,000? But like the bank account says I've got like 15. then that's what you need to look at. And that's what you are the lens that you are going to look at these first three months because you are going to pull up that piece of paper. You are only going to draw January, February and March. I know you want to do more, my overachievers. I guess if you want to get to April, you can. But knowing out of that attract, convert, delivery or cash where you need to be focused is what's going to help you determine those big projects. So you might realize I do have a cash flow issue because I'm not getting any, and I do have an attract issue because that's not working either. So you might decide after looking at these, I wanna run a summit. So the fastest that you can get this summit done and not want to give up and go work at McDonald's is gonna be March, okay? Like, and even then you probably should do it the first week of April or second week. So if we're having the summit as the big thing in March, that summit needs to be your big thing in February. I'm telling you, do not try to shove anything big in there. It is going to be awful for yourself. And again, it depends on where you are in March. But now all of a sudden, all you're just looking at is January, right? So in January, we'll say half of it's summit stuff. You know, getting people, sitting up the back end, especially if it's your first summit, organizing thing. It's not more work than what you think. But maybe you're like, you know what? I also need to get some more people. Maybe maybe you want to do like a free challenge and you want to share a workshop at the end maybe you already have a product and you want to do a sale of that product maybe you have done sales in the past but they didn't work because you realized you had a people problem again this is what's really going to be unique it's not nitty-gritty like i'm gonna pitch five podcasts and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this it is looking at where right now is the biggest chokeholds on your business and that's the part that we're going to fix maybe you're like, I want to in January, and I'm not saying to do this. But maybe in January, your big goal is you are going to batch all of your content until March. Now I possibly could not do that because that's not the way my brain works. Some people like to do this. But maybe it is. So batching is when you do a lot of the same thing all at once. So like I batch record my podcast episodes, I set aside usually about two days towards the beginning or mid of the month where I do like the next four or five episodes. And by four or five, usually it's about three, if I'm being honest with you. But with the end of the year, we did end up batching a whole bunch of them together. I did end up batching a whole bunch of interviews as well in December. So maybe for you, it's just like, you know, what, I would do the content creation just to get it over with. But if you get stuck in the weeds with content and then you don't do anything else to actually really move your business forward, because while you're batching it, you didn't actually create a social media share plan or a reach plan because your social media is not getting yourself anywhere. It was a waste of time. So again, that's all I'm asking. One big thing a month. If it is a super big project, then that's got to be two months. And that's just going to be your main focus. Can you do other things in those months? Sure. But I am telling you, especially when things are uncertain, the most that you can control is the best. It's the best. 100%. So that's really just my advice. Don't micromanage yourself don't necessarily overly plan if you already have paid products, then I would definitely probably look at when you plan on launching them. So say you're going to do a launch in February, which is perfectly okay, then in January, you're definitely gonna want to focus on that attraction piece. 100%. You might have to do a little bit of conversion if you're doing a different type of trigger. So a webinar versus a free challenge. But honestly, in January, you are pounding that pavement. And honestly, you could probably start doing it this week. You might not get responses, but you can try to get yourself in front of other people's audiences, whether it is running some low cost ads to get leads, whether it is getting onto other people's podcasts, but really it's not all podcasts post as fast as you can, whether it is setting up freebie swaps for January. That is your goal you need a bigger audience for February. And even if you have a big audience, still do that. So think a couple of steps ahead. So the things that I really want you to reflect on when it comes to 2020 and sort of the questions that I asked myself, what three specific things went really well. And there's got to be something and it could be that you found Animal Crossing. Okay. The other things are three things that did not go well, or just big lessons learned. So for us, Trying to shove a summit in 60 days was the worst. <laughs> it was a great summit. People loved it. Our speakers loved it. Our attendees loved it. I was about ready to throw in the towel, and I'm shocked that Abby did not leave me. So, <laughs> for us, we know we need to do that. I know that I failed because I did want to do a lot more podcast interviews to make up for the fact that I wasn't doing as many live appearances, and I did not. And so my KPI, which again, nerd alert, is a key performance indicator for honestly now until the end of time is did I speak to someone else's audience this week? One, that's all you need to do. One, someone else's audience, whether that is pitching people, whether that is teaching in class, whether that is going live, whether it is being a guest expert, whether it's being a summit in front of the right people. How did I get in front of somebody else's audience? And some weeks, it really just could be that I gave Pinterest some money. Okay. But I know, and I have told my team, that is Kate's key performance indicator. That is how y'all know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, okay? Yes, I am in charge of creating content and curriculum and all of that funness. But that key performance indicator, because for us, when we look at where the holes are, the biggest one is an attract. Yeah, we do stuff. Yeah, we grow our list by thousands and that happens, but it is mixing those list blitzes that we do so well with that more constant flow. Like if we got our SEO on point, we could be getting a lot more people. So then it's looking at where do I split my time? And especially if you're a solo entrepreneur, like I was forever, where do you split your time? Or where do I split my team's time? It is paying attention to that return on time investment as well and realize that, oh, the messy middle, it is the worst and I feel for you. Just push forward. But be slightly realistic if you are, quote, doing everything, but that means that you're promoting your blog post to five people on Instagram, to a Facebook group with 20 people, and to pins where you kind of sort of get no reach when you look at your analytics. It's not going to work. You got to pick one of those things, ditch the rest, and then try another strategy instead. So that's really kind of what we're, we're really working on for 2020. So I don't know if our official word is is Amplify because that has 2020 condensations for us, if you will. But I think that it is going to be visibility. I want you to be like, Damn, that chick is everywhere. <laughs> that is my goal. Like, if I had to sum up 2021, I do not want an ethical entrepreneur out there to struggle anymore with how to describe their products or how to create something that people actually want to buy. I do not want people afraid to email their list, to ask for money, to get that money, and then to deliver. Like that is my goal, 100 million percent. So whether that means we are doing Facebook ads or Pinterest ads or collaborations or we're working on our SEO or we're doing podcast interviews, like whatever that is, that is our goal because I need, I need to put money in the hands of good people so we can do good with it. We cannot let all of these Billy Broheems and all these awful people that we saw that are just so prevalent in the year 2020 win. I refuse To let that happen, I refuse to let that happen to you 100%. So, you know what? Dust yourself off. If you need to write down all the crappy things that happened in 2020 and then burn them in a fire, you go and do so. Shake it off we have work to do. We have people that are waiting for you. We have people that want to learn from you. And I am going to make sure with every fiber of my being, every piece of free content we do, any ad that we do, any type of collaboration that we do, it is with that mission to get you in front of your good people so you can help them do better in their lives. And I will see you guys in 2021, where we're going to talk about the fastest, secretest way to propel your list growth.